What's up, y'all? And I don't have a freestyle for you today. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I have a little bit of a headache. Mm. And so, you know, the words aren't flowing like they need to. But Mm. we still excited to be here. What's up, y'all? It's your girls, Dorian and Morgan, Mm -hmm. back with another episode of the one and only Rooted Life podcast. (laughs) And over here at the Rooted Life, we're all about helping people thrive in their relationships. And that might be with Jesus, with themselves, (laughs) or with others. It's all about thriving relationships so right now you're tuned into our main thing which is the podcast but you can also follow us on ig at rooted life podcast or you can check out our devos on the U version bible app mm-hmm. but right now you're joining us in the middle of our latest podcast season the truth about your 30s and not to brag but this season is truly some of the best podcast content out there period yeah i mean you're not wrong <laughs> like we're joking but we're not but not but not really uh, this has been good content, at least to us. It's been blessed. It's been blessing us. I mean, I'm being healed, so yeah. I, I feel like it's been such a great place of process. I'm actually kind of feel like I'm in therapy, if I'm honest with you. Low but key, yeah. Anyways, uh, last episode we talked about how we're thriving in our care in our 30s. We shared mm. our journey of self love. Talked about some of the tools and routines that we've implemented in our 30s, and just what it looks like to care for ourselves from a holistic perspective now that we're in our 30s. So that episode was really healing for both of us. Mm-hmm. So we hope that it was healing and helpful for you all as well. So make sure you check it out if you haven't listened already. Big facts. And today we are moving from care into character, nice, nice. which interestingly enough, I feel like the two are really intertwined. Mm. Like how you care for yourself kind of shows up through your character how you interact Mm. with other people but I can't wait to talk about how we are thriving or at least trying to in this area yes I think that we're going to get dragged by the Holy Spirit I just have a feeling typical a feeling that we're going to get dragged more than usual and I think (laughs) other people will too so you just want to put y'all seatbelts on and just just be ready to receive yeah what it is he has for us but before we get into that let's go ahead and uh get into these girls and glows you want to uh kick it off yeah okay so my grow Mm -hmm. is my sleep schedule okay Um, I've not been really (laughs) consistent about going to bed and waking up at a consistent time and like I just want to get back into a more steady routine Mm -hmm. I think what has thrown me off is the whole hybrid work thing yeah and it's like I keep changing up what days I go in versus what days Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. so what I really realized is like okay I need to set my work from home schedule like I'm going in on one, two and three days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then these are the two days I'll be at home. And yes. then I think that will help me build the consistency around. OK, so we're getting up and going to bed at these times every day. Yes. So that is my grow. I will check back in with y'all on that. Um, my glow, you know, honestly, it was hard for me to figure out a glow. Not mm. because I don't think that there is one. I think I'm just generally content with life right now and I think maybe that's the glow like Mm -hmm. I just feel like nothing is swinging too high or too low like I can look around at all the areas of my life and just be like okay we're good we're feeling good so I'm just feeling grateful right now Mm, yeah sweet man thanks mom and as per usual my grow is similar to your grow your (laughs) girl's not getting up on time Mm. I wake up early but it's just not early enough like Mm. I need to be really getting up my alarm should go off at 6.45. I should be getting out of bed at 7. Mm. I get out of bed at 7.30. Mm. And that's just not a time to journal, quiet time, walk my dog and work out. That's not. <laughs> and be doing something by what time? I can't say that online. Okay. That's My fine. boss might be listening, so. That is fair. That is I get fair. my work done. Hey, I just I'm not wake up. No, no, no. I know. I just like, I can't say that time on the air. <laughs> <laughs> not on the air. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I just gotta. I didn't. I need to wake up. I just be snoozing, and I just be laying there looking outside. Like this is nice, guys. <laughs> also, don't understand how we ever lived a life where I got up and just like ran to work every single day. Ooh, that's so miserable, toxic to me. So anyway, I think that's why I just be loving it because I mm-hmm. love working from home. 
that's my girl. I just need to get up earlier, which kind of goes back to what you're saying is I, it starts the night before. Mm. And that's really why I need to have some more discipline. Yeah. Uh, my gloves is I think that I'm more quickly recognizing my triggers and okay. stopping myself from falling into negative thought avalanches that I talked about in the last episode. Just Love being that. like, you're upset. Why are you upset? Where's this feeling coming from? What do you need? Let's mm. talk through it. And also just giving myself moments to be upset. I think before I'd be so quick to be like, you can't be upset. Work through it. And it's like, if you want to be mad right now, you're not ready to process it. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Let's, let's be mad for eating. But tomorrow, no, baby girl, we got to process this and we can't hold on to it forever. So Come on. I think I'm just doing better of just working through my thoughts in a way that's like loving and sustainable and not so much pressure to to either avoid it. Like sometimes I avoid it or pressure to work through it too quickly. I think I'm finding a nice balance now. You know, I just love the girls and glows because I feel like they're just it's such a quick way to just mm-hmm. do a quick pulse on your life. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what's going really well? What do you need to focus on? Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, hey, take some time. Do some girls and glows in your own life. Hey, take some time. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, join us in this. I hope wherever you are, you can focus on your own grows and glows as well. OK, mm-hmm. so this season, um, again, it's called the truth about your 30s. Mm-hmm. And we are covering four areas that we believe are key to living a fruitful and full life. And we're talking about this in the context of our 30s. But really. These are the four areas that you can apply at any point and stage in life. So we started off with calling and then we moved into care. And now this particular episode, we are talking about thriving in our character. Mm -hmm. And y'all know I love a good definition. Mm -hmm. So let me just go ahead and define character for y'all. So there are several definitions, but the homies over at Merriam-Webster define it as moral excellence and firmness. Mm. And for comparison, the Collins Dictionary defines it with terms like honesty and reliability, also the ability to deal effectively with difficult unpleasant or dangerous situations that last one wow i don't even think i liked it it was so unpleasant are we sure that was character (laughs) did you you look up the right word (laughs) unpleasant difficult dangerous dangerous. okay (laughs) who said that words mean things guys um yeah that last definition is very interesting because to what we're just joking about i just if someone asked me to define character i just would not say the words difficult Mm. i would not even bring up the word unpleasant or dangerous but Mm -hmm. when you think about it this is in the bible Mm. look at romans 5 5. yeah it says talks about that suffering produces perseverance Mm. character and character hope and the Mm. amplified version actually instead of the word character says spiritual maturity wow there's a natural connection between suffering and character aka spiritual maturity and that is really just like grabbing my neck right now. Yeah, that is. Wow. I've seen that scripture so many times and I don't think that I would have ever mm-hmm. said that in the definition either. But, you know, if you've seen holes, then you know that you could be doing something monotonous and boring and strenuous. And that can indeed be used to build character, according mm. to Grandpa, at least. So these definitions in mind, right? Moral excellence, ability to deal with difficult situations, spirit, spiritual maturity. Let's take a second to look back and... If you were going to look at your 20s, Mo, how mm. would you rate your character? Zero to five. Zero being the worst, five being the best. Thinking about these terms. Now, why are you trying to embarrass me in front of company? <laughs> I thought you loved me. You wrote this episode. <laughs> Girl, don't put my business out there. Don't put my business out there. I'm a smooth tube, y'all. Ooh. Maybe a 2.5. I don't know. Okay. Uh, a few reasons. Number it's one. 50%. Yeah, that's really bad. She's failing. failing. She's failing. She's failing. God. She need help. I don't know um, why I'm laughing. Y'all hear my. my I'm like, yours ain't no better over here. Like, she fell it. Girl, you didn't even make it to the class. It's like, Gaten. She ain't got that. <laughs> You're not even in this class, ma'am. You don't even go here. Standing outside. You don't even go here. Who Anyways, um, I think for me, a few reasons why my rating is just so very low and embarrassing <laughs> is that 
I realized my motivation for doing right was not motivated out of character, mm-hmm. out of fear of punishment and consequences. So maybe Oof. in my 20s, there were a lot of moments where I felt like maybe I was moving in the way of like moral excellence mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. But I was just scared God was going to punish me Dang. if I messed up. So that's not character. That's fear. Mm-hmm. The motivation was fear, not character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's embarrassing to realize. And also, like, I could not deal with effectively i love that line deal effectively with difficult situations because yeah. you could deal with them but dealing Come effectively on. is a whole whole of the ball keyword so that's why i'm like two 2.5 because in my 20s i literally just i didn't have any tools and that's mm-hmm. why therapy was so important for me because she was like baby you don't got no tools mm-hmm. let's put some tools in your toolbox so that when things happen you know how to navigate it right. so i just think that i didn't have tools and so i had a lot of anxiety and fear and i think my faith was just so weak that i didn't even have enough faith and trust and god's know that when things were difficult um, he was still sovereign. He mm. could turn things around for my good and he was building something within me. So yep. yeah, my character was an all time low in my twenties. Easily, mm. <laughs> easily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Instigator. <laughs> What's your score? Well, you know, honestly, my character has just been pretty morally Don't. excellent Don't. since birth. Get off my <laughs> podcast. My podcast. Not my. Okay. Honestly, I'm not even going to embarrass myself with a number. <laughs> like what What's the point of that? Just know it was low. Uh, And not only because of the lack of tools, like you mentioned, but I was realizing that I actively avoided anything that would make me feel even a little bit of discomfort. Like if my parents were going to offer criticism, I was immediately defensive. Mm. If a friend tried to share how something I'd done made them feel, I would just shut down, make them feel bad, make them feel guilty. I'm like, that's (laughs) that's your problem. That's that's not like a you thing. (laughs) And it's like I I only move toward activities or people that made me feel good about myself. Mm, mm, And anything mm. or anyone that seemed like they would disrupt this perfect sense of self, I immediately just dropped or... Or set up wow. a very clear, hard like barrier against. Mm. Um, so, needless to say, my character was rarely ever being formed or fashioned mm. because I was running away from any attempt to do so. Let's just pause there. Yeah, that, <clears throat> that I have a feeling the Holy Spirit's on all of our necks. Whew. If he's not, he's coming for you soon. So yeah. let's just take a moment and let that sit in. Mm, just a moment of silence for I that. I ran away from activities or people that were trying to form me. Mm. They were literally there to help me. Mm-hmm. He put me in that situation to help me. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I just want to stay immature forever. Actually. actually. I want to be comfortable and I'm immature. Fine. Yeah. I'm it's fine. Crazy. It's, you're the, it's you that's messed up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, now that we've aired all of our dirty laundry <laughs> um, and we've been actively embarrassed, perhaps let's get into these three grounding <laughs> questions for this season. What we've grieved, what we've gained and how we've grown. So when you think about your character, though, we've kind of talked about your 20s. Mm-hmm. What's something you had to, to grieve in order to move forward uh, so that you start to thrive in your character? Um, yeah, I just had to grieve like that false sense of self that I talked about. Like pretty mm. much I thought I was perfect and it feels crazy to like say out loud, but it, <laughs> I mean, I needed to recognize mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. my pride was so high. It was so through the roof that mm. I was only motivated by feeling good about me at any given moment. Mm. And I know that there were like some deeper rooted issues at work. Like I feel like this perfect sense of self was a result of the validation that I got from others and like mm. constantly needing this approval. So I needed to present myself a certain way, but it's like my character was not actually being developed for the better. The The person that I was seeing myself as, I wasn't actually that person because wow. I was never actually growing into what I thought I was seeing, if that makes wow. sense. And so part of the the growth as it relates to character is recognizing that yours is and always will be imperfect. Mm-hmm. And that was so hard for me to accept. And even still now, I struggle with accepting mm-hmm. that concept of imperfection. But if your sense of self if you see yourself as always better than everyone else, then you can never learn from anyone else. Mm. You can't be told anything about yourself. And it's like, mm. you are never actually looking in the mirror. 
and you're you're falsely kind of believing that like everything is in its perfect place and mm-hmm. so in this like avoiding discomfort and criticism and unpleasant situations I was doing that because I knew it would shatter that mm-hmm. sense of self that I had and it really like the switch happened I feel like when I started to grow closer to God and I started to grieve that sense mm-hmm. of self I started to finally understand that my deeply flawed nature was a result of like not only how he created me but like he loved me in that state like he loved me even when I was right there imperfect he was still consider mm-hmm. continuing to give me his love and so as I finally began to kind of receive that it became easier to love myself and let that false perfect sense of self go yeah that's good and I just add to just kind of in my social work hat I was thinking too and we were learning about therapy and like you weren't narcissistic at all, but this idea of like having such mm-hmm. a high sense of self that you can't be told is actually a result of having such a low sense of self. Mm-hmm. Like your ego is your ego, like your sense of self and understanding is so weak that you can't even bear to let somebody even in that room because it'll just, it's just so fragile. Absolutely. And so it's like on one end, you're well, not you. So many of us, we present ourselves as so I got all together. I'm perfect, but it's mm-hmm. really because my sense of self is so fragile. And so weak that anything will break it at any moment. Mm-hmm. And that's not a way to live life. Like, Absolutely that's such not. a sad, and it's, you're just always getting hurt all the time because you, you can't handle any kind of criticism. Yeah. And I, and you're never able to actually acknowledge any kind of negative thing about yourself. Like mm-hmm. I feel like to even state the words of like, I was wrong. I yes, messed up. Yes. I am sorry. I did not. I was lacking like to now be able to say those things mm-hmm. in confidence and know that it does not define me in a way that makes me any less than what I am, yes. which is human. Right. I am a human. And for whatever reason, that was just so hard for mm-hmm. me to grasp. And like, I would have never admitted like wrong or I would have never like, analyze myself and and actively tried to like see what's going on with me or Same. like where I messed up I used to never do things like that so Same. that's such a really good point and I don't know maybe I was struggling with some narcissism but thank the Lord for thank showing Lord. me some things yeah. and uh, you know just helping me to see what was really true so that I could actually grow into being my best self I want to add one more thing too because I think that's just really pride like pride is just that's what it was it's yeah. really just pride and I think one thing that I try to do to fight my pride is when I'm wrong I try to say I was wrong even if like my sister and I were looking at something and she's like I thought it was this and I'm like I thought it was that mm-hmm. I'd be like I was so wrong yeah. like I try to make myself fight Correct. my pride because the pride will keep making you think you're right and I'm like no yep. pride shut up like mm-hmm. you're sit back there and you in the backseat trying to drive this car get yeah. back there like you about to ruin my life and all my relationships mm-hmm. we were wrong it's okay it's okay <laughs> move it's on okay. yeah absolutely oh god that pride is so dangerous I can't stand it it really is I can't wait to go to heaven and be done with it oh <laughs> praise the lord just leave it behind <laughs> left behind who you <laughs> Okay, so what about you, Mo? What were you or what have you grieved as it relates to kind of stepping into your 30s? Mm -hmm. So similar to you. Uh, I think two parts, losing, grieving part of myself and part of my religion in Mm. some ways. I think for me, similar to you, I had just such this high sense of self. Like I just, my ability to adhere to moral standards and guidelines was a foundation for my perception of myself like I saw myself as the good girl which means anytime I didn't think that was contrary to that it broke it broke me because mm. that was how I that was the lens in which I saw my life and saw myself um so I had to grieve that honestly and I think uh in terms of my faith like I built my faith on myself I realized that mm. when I turned 30 I'm like my whole faith is built on me mm. The whole foundation of my faith is built on my ability to do right, Mm -hmm. to do what's moral, to do what's good. And it's dangerous to think that you could do good outside of God. Mm -hmm. It's almost blasphemous. Like it's so disrespectful to think that I could do 
anything good. You don't even without know what the help good of is. God is. I am inherently him. not good. So how am I do good? Know what it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm inherently not. Mm-hmm. And it leaves no room for grace. It leaves no room for salvation. It mm-hmm. leaves no room for forgiveness. All the things that you need to actually live a life that's actually meaningful and good. Mm-hmm. And it just cuts out your need for a savior. And that's the most dangerous part. When you think you can do good without God, you don't need a savior to save you because you can save yourself. Mm. And that's such a fallacy and a lie from hell mm. <laughs> that will destroy your whole life because you you literally need him. So just thinking that you could work your way into good standing, I had to grieve. And yeah. I knew that on a surface level in mm-hmm. terms of legalism. But I think in my heart, I was like, that don't apply to me. Like, yeah, I'm, good. I'm still like, going to do. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm still going to do all this stuff. I'm still do. Y'all can do what y'all want to do. I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. Uh, so I had to grieve just that just wrong understanding of myself and mm. just false understanding of religion. And I think after so many mistakes and literally ruining my life and everything crumbling, I was like, Oh my goodness. It was such a hard truth to face because I just hadn't practiced that honestly. So mm-hmm. it almost broke me because I just wasn't used to just being honest with the reality of who I am, that I'm not perfect. Um, and I just couldn't outrun the reality that, that there's sin in my heart mm. and brokenness in my heart and brokenness in my mind. So in terms of character and all that stuff, I think I needed to grieve and release this notion um, that being moral made me who I am, makes me lovable or even deserving of God's love. I had to accept that even on my best day, my character will fall short and then grace and mercy just going to step in and carry me. Mm. And that's good. That's so good. Mm. That is that so good. good for me to even process with y'all. Thank y'all for listening. <laughs> Thank therapists. y'all for listening. <laughs> uh, so many therapists out there, but I mean, it sounds like both of us were kind of spending time unlearning who we yes. thought we were and accepting this new reality in terms of what actually defines us in mm-hmm. the eyes of God and in the eyes of others. And, yeah. Um, so after you kind of grieved those things, like mm. what do you feel like you've gained in this process of redefining and developing your character? Oh my goodness, just a better sense of self, like mm. a more honest and firm sense of yeah. self. I think I realized that I couldn't base my whole self-esteem and confidence on my ability to do good, my ability to have character or withstand hardship. Like mm-hmm. I just couldn't do that. And when it happened, I kind of shared earlier, I felt so lost and unsure of myself because for 30 years I built an identity that wasn't even true mm-hmm. and a foundation that was not sturdy enough to handle the the weight of my own sin. It just, it couldn't hold me up anymore. And I feel like it just, the bottom just, just released, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like on the other side, I'm grateful because I have a more honest and realistic perception of myself. Like I know that I'm full of shortcomings, not just on a, like a surface level, but like in my heart, like not like, yeah, I got problems, but I'm like, you want me to name them? Like what you, you want yeah. a list, baby? Plenty. I can get my journal right now. They're there. Mm-hmm. It's here. And I don't have to deny that to be loved. I don't have to deny that to be lovable. And I can just admit that my character, like you said, it's going to always need work and development. And last thing I'll share is I have a quote on my fridge by Audre Lorde, who I love. And it's probably my favorite quote ever. It says, um, I can afford to look at myself directly, risk the pain of experiencing who I am not, and learn to savor the sweetness of who I am. Mm. And I just love that. Like, I can see my brokenness more clearly than ever. But at the same time, I can savor the sweetness of like God's hand is on my life. He Mm. loves me. He's working in my heart. He's working all out for my good. And I just think that's such a sweet thing to sit with. Like, I can, I can see my brokenness and see his grace Mm -hmm. and recognize both and see how much I need him. Yes, yes, yes. The beauty of both (laughs) and both. So good. And I love that quote. Like, I feel like it gets at what I was saying about like avoiding the mirror. Mm -hmm. Like you got to be able to look in the mirror and see both. Um, And we get to look in the mirror and see our true selves, but also let our closest relationships be a mirror to Mm -hmm. us as well. Um, And when I think about what I've gained, like it's really just the tools to navigate when earlier we defined find character we talked about like these circumstances that may be difficult mm-hmm. um and that's like 
The Lord is allowing those things in your life because that is what he chooses to use to form and develop your character. And so when I was before, like actively avoiding all of that, it's not like I love those moments now, Mm -hmm. but now I know how to navigate them because I understand the value of them in my life. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you, you need them in order to grow. So Mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, let's put some things, like you said, in our toolbox or tool belt so that we can actually navigate them. And I'll just share like two things that I try to do now Mm -hmm. is first, like separating my emotions from reality. Mm. Like typically difficult things are going to make us feel a type of way. And it's okay to feel those ways. You can honor the emotion without letting it consume you Mm, or drive you. And so it's like, okay, take the time to just pause and say, okay, that comment made me sad. Now why? Oh, it feels like this person is saying this about me, but are they really saying that? Okay, no. Well, why did I take it? that way and essentially Mm. like let yourself feel the things that you want to feel but try to analyze the root of that feeling Mm. and then the second thing I try to do now as like navigating these different circumstances that build character is trying to say like what is God trying to say to me through this like if I actually believe that the Lord is at work in every season and every circumstance then why would I not actively try to look for and hear (laughs) from him that's good and sometimes it helps to make sense of the situation And we have to know that we're not always guaranteed an answer or any insight into why something is happening. God does not owe us that. He's kind when he gives us that, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't owe us that. But sometimes even just shifting your perspective to leading with the belief that this is good for me, that Mm -hmm. I know that the Lord is still at work Mm -hmm. in this, that in enough is helpful to like sustain you through the actual thing. So those are just kind of two things that I wanted to share that have kind of helped me navigate. And I feel like I did not have those tools. Like that's something that I definitely gained Mm -hmm. over the course of my twenties. And I'm trying to carry those with me now into my thirties so that I can be more prepared for spiritual and character development. Mm, I just think too, something we were talking about at work this week, is just like, God knows the exact circumstances you need to develop character. Come on. And even in situations where you think you have no choice Mm -hmm. because it's like the environment is this and my boss is that and my spouse is like, but you always have a choice to choose to look for how he's working. Like you always get to choose. I'm like, Mm -hmm. dang, he really gives us choice everywhere, but it's so hard when somebody's getting on your nerves to be like, oh, God's trying to develop me. Mm -hmm. That maturity. (laughs) Oh, God's working Mm. and them getting on my nerves and me having to go through hardship. Like, oh, he's actively. Come on. This is evidence of his love for me that he's more committed to my growth than I am. Mm -hmm. I just love thinking about that. Like, dang, you know the exact formula. Like, okay, she needs this person with this characteristic and this personality. Oh, let me bring that person in for them. But Mm -hmm. then he does it for all his kids. Every single one of us. How are you orchestrating so much? Individually. That's why mm-hmm. you get an individualized opportunity to Literally. see and trust and love him. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? He has us all on like uh, performance uh, improvement plans and we don't even know Everybody's it. on a pit. <laughs> we don't I've even been know on a pit it. My whole life. Hey, Lord, when I'm coming off. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Okay. For me, um, Am I talking about how I grew? Are we already there? Uh, yeah, we're we're on how that we happened grew so now. quickly. <laughs> yeah, man, that means the episode's winding down. I'm know, sad. I know it's been a good one. Let's just re-record the whole thing. Um, <laughs> no, kidding. Let's talk offline. Okay. <laughs> don't you well, love how they do that on calls yes. when they don't want to talk about something yeah. in front of people? Hey, so uh, we'll just talk offline on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dorian, uh, you want to go ahead and tell us how you've grown in your character? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think simply put, like I've grown in loving myself and others. Mm, And it's like, as my character has been formed, hopefully to look more like Jesus, I pray it is, (laughs) and I'm looking more like him. Um, it helps me better love and accept the human condition, which Mm. is innately and eternally broken that when I even was like thinking about that, I was like, Oh yeah. 
we're broken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Adam and Eve. And that's it. like it. what it is forever. Like, that's just the facts. And so I feel like the Lord has worked so much on like me accepting my own flaws and my own imperfections in my 20s. And like now that I'm stepping into my 30s, I feel like he's revealing to me that all that growth and healing, that wasn't just for me. It's mm-hmm. great that I got something, mm-hmm. but it's actually so I have a greater capacity to love and accept others in their flaws and, perfe- and imperfections. Mm-hmm. And like, I think the things that the Lord calls me to requires me to deal with people a lot, whether it's mm-hmm. influence or leadership mm-hmm. or building culture and community. But I don't believe that you can genuinely change anything that you don't first love. And so I think he was teaching me to love myself in order to see the ways he wanted me to change so that it's like, okay, if he wants to use me to bring changes into other spaces, Mm -hmm. I have to be able to love the people in those spaces. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just grateful and kind of excited to see how Mm -hmm. he's going to continue to form and mature me to use that growth for the things and the people that he's calling me to. Yeah. I just want to add too, when you're talking about being broken, we won't be broken forever, forever. We're going to go to heaven. Oh, Oh yeah, like <laughs> I mean so on this know. side, yeah, like this we is it's broke down no oh, forever. This side. It's very yeah. ghetto. But oh yeah, we get to heaven. Edge is snatched, but then not at all in heaven. Perfect. You know, edge is full. <laughs> so you know, I can't wait for that too. I'm gonna lay them things down with the little. You think they got <laughs> toothbrushes and uh, edge control? God in heaven? knows I need my edge control. In I heaven. hope he does. I hope that I got long hair in heaven. <laughs> So during praise and worship, I can just be swaying. Wait here. a minute, I'm gonna be in the choir swaying. in heaven, definitely. Okay. Okay. Well, so Mo, for you. We are on one today, both of us. <laughs> How have you grown as it relates to your character? Mm, let's see. I think simply put, my faith. Like, I'm just mm. more mature. Mm. Growing in my character has allowed me to grow in my faith. Back to that Romans 5 scripture we kind of referenced earlier. Like, the hardships, the challenges, the really hard valley season, like, it develops spiritual maturity. It develops some kind mm. of resilience in me. Like, Come on. It develops something I can't even like put my finger on, but I'm like, dang God, like you changed me. And I think that's so beautiful that he would change our hearts. Like that is miraculous that you could change the way my heart functions and moves, which Mm -hmm. is beyond what I can understand. But I think, like I said earlier, all those hardships really revealed my true self. And the fact that I like need a savior like desperately Mm -hmm. and push me to depend on God and not rely on my goodness, my morality, my strength, but to rely on his perfection, his holiness, his righteousness, his kindness, like mm-hmm. making him the foundation of my faith, I think really is really how I've grown tremendously. And I think that my faith is more mature now. Like it's not built on me anymore or my own deeds. It's built on him. And although mm-hmm. like it's not perfect, like I'm still doing my best, you know, it doesn't mean I get to For sin sure. now, you know, Paul was talking about, I don't just get to do whatever I want because mm-hmm. I got grace. I still am striving to be obedient, but I'm just more dependent and reliant on his love. Yeah. Um, and just having, I think it's given me a lot of freedom and joy as I walk love with that. Christ. Uh, so just believing that he's working on me, he's developing my faith. And um, I feel like my love for him has deepened as a result. Mm. And that's the gospel. Hey. You know, it was always meant to be rooted in his love. Wow. Pun intended, baby. Cute. <laughs> that was cute. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, takeaways, baby. Yeah, what you taking away? What What you want to leave the people with? What you want to leave the people with? You know, well, I (laughs) want to leave the people with, you know, you know what? I think the thing that stands out to me the most Hmm. is that in order to get to, you got to go through. Mm, And it's like, you cannot get to 
a better version of yourself, to mm-hmm. develop character, to spiritual maturity. You can't get to any of those things without no, going through something. So and whatever your something is, it's going to be tailored uniquely <laughs> for you because God knows you and what you need. But like just not running away from those moments that are going to make you better, mm-hmm. um, not running away from that discomfort and just understanding that like he's not going to bring you through something that's not helping you get somewhere better and mm-hmm. just trust that process. So that's yeah. the thing that I'm kind of walking away with, too. It's just like you got to go through. That's the only way to get go it. through. Ooh, way to get the old folks always said that. I never understood that. I now didn't I'm either. Older, I'm like, oh, I get they're it. They're so right. I get it. There's some things you just got to walk through. And it's so much better on the other side. When you look back and see that you've mm-hmm. been through something crazy and you're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not only are you okay, but you're better as right. a result of it. There's just something beautiful something about that there, process. Baby. So, yeah. And I know it's not always easy when you're sitting in it. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> like, okay. That's enough of that. That's all that rami <laughs> rum. Enough, thank that, you. All the rami rum. That's cute, but but yeah, it's gonna be worth it. Uh, I let's see. Oh, it will be. Uh, my takeaway. I think it's funny. One of the things I was praying about in this last season of of like God show me more of who you are. But in doing that, it shines a light on who you really are. Absolutely. And I think just asking God, like for people who may feel like I don't really know what I need to work on or my character, like the closer you get to him, the more clear you you (sighs) get about you. And you're like, ooh, I shouldn't even be here really. Like, why am I in the throne room again? I don't even know if I should. You know, I'm here, right? Like, you're good. Mm -hmm. I just think the more clear you get about God, the more clear you get about you, which is a gift. But also, I think when you focus too much on your brokenness, you miss his grace. And if you focus too much on his grace, you forget your brokenness. And mm. so learning to keep that, Oof. both of those things have to work in tangent. I'm broken, but I need his grace. But you can't focus too much on one because you neglect the reality of yep. the other one. And yep. it's just an unhealthy Christian. And you get caught up in legalism or yes. you're not even being obedient. So it's I think just line. really depending on him to keep both of those things in weight. And I don't want to say balance because I don't know if it'll ever be a balance, but mm-hmm. just keeping both of those in mind as you move through the world, uh, through the world and depending on his grace, but also recognizing like, Mm-hmm. I need this. Yeah. Bad. That's so yeah. good. And if I must just say, like, the episode snapped. I mean, wow, my goodness. That was a good one for like, me. Like, this is so good. I just love reflecting back on how faithful God has been yeah, the whole you, time and how he has developed character and spiritual maturity in us. And, I mean, I feel blessed. Mm-hmm. So, I know y'all going to be blessed, too. You know? Well, yeah. Lord willing. Y'all be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't y'all tell us how blessed y'all are? Please. By one, follow us on Rooted Life Podcast and DM us and tell us how this episode landed for you. And mm-hmm. if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate us five stars and leave us a brief review. Yep. And shout out to at Katie Perry, who shared that the podcast is authentic, wildly relatable, and full of truth and wisdom. Thank you, girl. It was so grateful to be used by the Lord. All right, y'all. Well, we can't wait to see what God has in store for the next episode. We are wrapping up the four areas with thriving in your community. Until next time, stay rooted.